there. Welcome back. I'm Karen Hall, your host of the Hero Within podcast. I'm passionate about sharing inspiring true stories of unsung heroes who've overcome some of life's most challenging adversities. Come along with me and learn how you too can find hope and healing to return to love. I had such a great time interviewing Janine Ford. Every time I talk to her, her voice rings with laughter. If you haven't heard her story, be sure to listen to episode 18 to hear about how her spirituality and prayer, her sense of humor, and her positivity have helped her overcome challenges in her life. I ran across this poem and I wanted to share it with you. A Laugh by Ripley Dunlap Saunders. A laugh is just like sunshine. It freshens all the day. It tips the peak of life with light and drives the clouds away. The soul grows glad that hears it and feels its courage strong. A laugh is just like sunshine for cheering folks along. A laugh is just like music. It lingers in the heart and where its melody is heard, the ills of life depart. And happy thoughts come crowding its joyful notes to greet. A laugh is just like music for making living sweet. I love laughing and I feel like laughter just brings so much joy and I, you know, I can really relate to how laughter is so sweet and it does linger in my heart. The Bible teaches in Proverbs 17:22 that a merry heart doeth good like medicine. And I remember when I was studying medical dietetics and at the university, we learned about laughter and how laughter actually was like medicine. And there was a study done by Norman Cousins, and he would watch things that would make him laugh, and his health improved dramatically. And he was one of the first ones that I remember that talked about how laughter really was like medicine. And now we have lots of evidence that laughter does so many good things for us. I just love it when science catches up to the scriptures. I don't know how many of you saw the 1998 movie Patch Adams, but I did, and it made quite an impact on me. Robin Williams played an unconventional doctor who was notorious for donning a red nose and floppy shoes. And this movie, Patch Adams, is based on the true story of an Illinois physician, Dr. Hunter Patch Adams. He himself was suffering and he admitted himself into a mental hospital when he was younger. And while he was in the mental hospital, he interacted with doctors and psychiatrists and he felt that they didn't really care and they didn't really listen to the patients. And this is what motivated Patch Adams to go to medical school. So he released himself from the mental facility and he went to the Medical College of Virginia. He believed that doctors should incorporate happiness and laughter when taking care of sick patients because joy is a gift from the Holy Spirit. He had to defend his unorthodox treatments. He was frustrated. (laughs) Not only was he frustrated with the doctors, they were also frustrated with him. He described a doctor's mission and said, our job is improving the quality of life, not just delaying death. He continued, I think that the most radical act a person can commit in our society is to be happy. Being happy is the best cure of all diseases. However, the dean of the medical school, Dean Walcott, disagreed with Adams and declared, it is our mission here to rigorously and ruthlessly train the humanity out of you and make you into something better. We're going to make doctors out of you. Well, this statement outraged Adams, since for him, a doctor is somebody who cares about patients as people, not just as an illness. 
Although Dean Walcott was instrumental in having Adams expelled from medical school, Adams was later reinstated and he graduated with his Doctor of Medicine degree. And he continues to this day to challenge conventional medicine with his unorthodox method of bringing humor to healthcare by encouraging laughter among staff and patients. He has shown that by capturing the patient's attention, he can suppress suffering. And now science has confirmed what Patch Adams knew all along. Studies have also shown that laughter helps make work more satisfying and improves your job performance especially if your work depends on creativity and solving complex problems. According to research, those who can tell a good joke are viewed as more competent. Isn't that fascinating? Some data even suggests that employees with a good sense of humor are more likely to get a raise or a promotion, and I have seen that. An interesting study that was performed in Finland and reported in the Journal of Neuroscience investigated what happened when people laughed alone versus when they laughed in a group. So they took people and they had them laugh by themselves and they got a brain scan. Then they put those people together with their close friends and had them laugh and their brains were scanned. Laughing together released more feel-good chemicals, which are called endorphins. And those bonded to our natural opioid receptors in our brain. The more receptors we have, the stronger the effect. Highly addictive opioid drugs such as heroin also bind to those same receptors And this may suggest why laughter creates a euphoria, which some people say is similar to narcotics. The endorphin effect also explains why social laughter is contagious. When one person starts laughing, their brain is a transmitter of those happy feelings, much like a radio signal that can be picked up by all the radios nearby. The laughter activates the mirror neurons and triggers a chemical reaction in other people's brains. It's similar to the mirror neurons which are activated when you see someone yawn. Your brain receives a signal and wants to yawn as well. TV sitcoms may not have fully understood the science of mirror neurons, but they knew the power of laughter being contagious, and that's why they added laughing tracks to the shows. I thought that was really funny. And so when someone starts laughing, others likely laugh as well even if they're not sure what everybody's laughing about. And I don't know about you, but I have seen children do this when the adults or or others in the room are laughing. They don't know what's going on. They don't understand the complexity of the humor, but they join in laughing too. Spreading this release of endorphins through groups promotes a sense of togetherness and safety. This study also showed that social laughter is vital in reinforcing neurochemical pathways that strengthen human social bonds. Laughter fosters closer relationships with others. It synchronizes the brains of the speaker and listener so that they are emotionally attuned. Laughter establishes or restores a positive emotional climate and a sense of connection between two people. In fact, some researchers believe that the major function of laughter is to bring people together. Its role in intimate relationships is vastly underestimated, and it really is the glue of good marriages. One study that I read showed that women laugh 126% more than men, and women rated a sense of humor as the number one personality trait that they were looking for in a man. Well, I can attest to the importance of this. My husband has an awesome sense of humor, and that was very attractive to me. And he promised to make me laugh, and he has kept his promise. And continuing with this study, it found that in contrast, men are looking for a woman who laughs a lot over a woman who doesn't. 
Well, this makes my husband and I the perfect pair because he is the best joke teller. And I start laughing before he even gets to the punchline because he's so animated. But I can't tell a joke to save my life. (laughs) Interestingly, the study found that couples who laugh together report having higher quality relationships. And laughter can be used even in difficult situations in relationships and can lighten the mood and help patch things up. (laughs) So I thought that was kind of fun. Well, let's look at some of the additional physiological benefits of laughter. Laughter releases endorphins, which are those feel-good hormones, while turning off the stress-related hormones such as cortisol. Wow, don't we all need less cortisol in our life? Laughter strengthens our immune system by increasing antibody-producing cells. It eases stress, worry, and anxiety that weigh the body down, and it helps us to have an optimistic outlook. A recent study in Korea looked at the effect that laughter therapy had on serotonin levels, quality of life, and depression in middle-aged women. It was found that laughing stimulates the release of the neurotransmitter serotonin, similar to the most common types of antidepressants, and reduced depression and improved quality of life. Laughing also reduces pain and allows us to tolerate discomfort. It reduces blood sugar levels and increases glucose tolerance in diabetics and non-diabetics alike. Well, let's look at how laughter protects us from the top cause of death globally, cardiovascular disease. Laughter protects our heart by increasing blood flow and lowering blood pressure. We now have hard evidence that laughter helps your blood vessels function better because it acts on the inner lining of the blood vessels called the endothelium. The endothelium is responsible for blood vessels relaxing and expanding and increasing blood flow. So in other words, laughter is good for your heart and for your brain, the two organs that require the steady flow of oxygen carried in the blood. At a recent meeting of the American College of Cardiology, Dr. Michael Miller of the University of Maryland reported on a study where they found that provoking laughter did as much good for their arteries as aerobic activity. Now, isn't this great news for those of us who don't really like to exercise? (laughs) He doesn't recommend that you laugh and not exercise, but he does advise that you try and laugh on a regular basis. The endothelium, he explains, regulates blood flow and adjusts the propensity of blood to coagulate and clot. In addition, it secretes assorted chemicals in response to wounds, infection, or irritation. He says, the endothelium is the first line in the development of atherosclerosis or hardening of the arteries. So given the results of our study, it is conceivable that laughing may be important to maintain a healthy endothelium and reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease. At the very least, he adds, laughter offsets the impact of mental stress, which we know is harmful to the endothelium. And so they can't say exactly how laughter delivers its heart benefit. It could be from the vigorous movement of the diaphragm muscles as you laugh, or it might be that laughter triggers the release of hormones such as endorphins in the brain that have the positive impact on the arteries. Another thing that I thought was really fascinating that they found is it's also possible that laughter boosts levels of nitric oxide in the artery walls. Nitric oxide is known to play a role in the dilation of the endothelium. So they wonder, perhaps mental stress leads to a breakdown in nitric oxide, or maybe it inhibits a stimulus to produce nitric oxide that results in vasoconstriction. Dr. Miller offers some advice that doesn't cost you a dime, and it could save your life. 30 minutes of exercise three times a week, 
And 15 minutes of laughter on a daily basis is probably good for the vascular system. Another theory is that all the health benefits of laughter may simply result from the social support that laughter stimulates. And all of this confirms what Dr. Patch Adams knew, that laughter boosts the immune system and helps the body fight off disease, cancer cells, as well as viral, bacterial, and other infections. Being happy is the best cure of all diseases. The bottom line is that laughter makes us happier and it makes us feel good. And I thought that was so interesting because that really went hand in hand with the study that I talked about previously that they did at Harvard, where they found that good relationships were the root factor in good health. You probably heard that laughter is good for what ails us. And we really know that laughter is medicine. And last week, I missed reading reviews. And I wanted to thank so many of you who have left reviews. My heart feels so happy to hear your thoughts. Here are some of the reviews. One reviewer said, you are seriously phenomenal at your podcast. You embody everything an extraordinary podcaster should be. Chris said, Karen does a great job doing the interview. Pai said, I am loving this podcast. Karen Hall can synthesize human experience into deep spiritual meaning and purpose. Her guests have shared amazing insights from their life's experiences and how they've healed from the wounds they've encountered. It is very empowering to me as a listener. Stephanie P. said, I love Karen's voice, insight, and insightful questions. I can't wait for other episodes. W. Brett said, Karen has such a depth of perspective. I'm enjoying learning and listening to her stories through the guests she interviews. Another reviewer said, I loved how Kristen Yaney was able to lovingly set boundaries in her relationships. I never thought of it the way she expressed it, and she motivated me to be more loving when I set boundaries. She had such a unique way of expressing her faith and spirituality, and it really touched me. And one last thing before we go, I want to give a shout out to my friend Wendy Lafayette. She is the creator of the Busy Fit World platform. She's a personal trainer, blogger, and businesswoman, and leading health and wellness expert. Perhaps considered one of the most inspiring people in her many roles, she motivates thousands of people every day on her various platforms, including her podcast, YouTube, blog, on various partner company blogs and newsletters, and on social media, in addition to being a great role model. She has a unique connection with anyone she comes in contact with because of her contagious growth mindset and vivacious personality. Wendy once struggled with her own wellness journey, and she had to figure out how to meet her own personal goals. She has been a leader in the fitness industry for over seven years, representing top brands such as Power Crunch, Premier Protein, and Quest Nutrition. Wendy holds an international nutrition certificate from Venice Nutrition and has a business degree from Montana State University Billings in marketing and management. Wendy lives in San Diego, California. See the show notes for Wendy's links. Can't wait to talk to you again next time. Thanks for listening. I know you're busy. Did you know that you help spread the love by leaving a review and following? This helps increase our visibility so people can find us online. I really appreciate your help. I'm wishing you lots of love in your own hero's journey.